You're listening to Relocation, a podcast about people, places, and ideas, and how location connects the three. I'm Evan Wallace. Thanks for listening. On this edition of Relocation, I'm in Broken Hill, and you might just hear a few corallas in the background. That's because I'm sitting outside on the balcony of the Palace Hotel on my last day in the Silver City. I hope it gives it a little bit more life. The first time that I visited Broken Hill, I wasn't planning to come here. In fact, it was an outright accident. After a heated conversation driving back from the Flinders Ranges, my travel companion and I managed to drive well over 100 kilometers in the wrong direction. It turned out the quickest way back to Melbourne would be via Broken Hill. Driving through a pretty barren desert along the Barrier Highway, we reached Broken Hill and stumbled across Palace Hotel, which is where I am now, and Drag Bingo. It was everything that you could have asked for and more. Two years later, I've come back and I've been lucky enough to spend a bit longer than one fun night in the Silver City. For a lot of Australians, Broken Hill has somewhat of a mythical status, but for people who live here, it's home. And this is how they describe a city that, in most people's mind, is famous for mining, Mad Max, Priscilla, and its sheer remoteness. Oh, friendly city. Friendly people, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Wonderful. How's you going? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a little oasis in the middle of absolutely nowhere, I'd say. It's in the doldrums at the moment, but the friendship and the comradeship is still here. If you're contented, to have a quiet life and a good life, come to Broken Hill. <laughs> you need to come and, and, and see yourself, it's fantastic. Those were a whole range of voices and perspectives that you'll get to know shortly. The last voice belonged to Tracy, and I think that's a fair call. That in order to describe Broken Hill, you need to see it through your own eyes. And I'm here to do my absolute best to do this city justice. If I had to sew a common thread across the conversations that I had with Broken Hill locals, it would be laced with loyalty and openness. Broken Hill, like the former car manufacturing cities in the US, is one of those rare places that's seen its population shrink considerably, from 30,000 in the 1960s down to 17,000 today. With the famous mining industry not providing the same employment opportunities that it once did, the city has had to adapt. On this edition of Relocation, we look at the loyalty and commitment to this part of the world and some of the challenges attached to maintaining that sense of home. For younger and older people, this is where that sense of attachment really shines through. Take Wayne Williams, a Broken Hill artist who's been here his whole life. You'll hear a bit more from Wayne later, but here's his take on how the city ticks. The best thing would be, I reckon, it takes you five minutes to get from the furthest part of Broken Hill to where you are, mm-hmm. and it's good. That's 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 what Broken Hill is. It's so easy going. If you want to go bush, you can. You go to Silverton, you go to Tipperbara, you go to Cameron's Corner. All it's really good place. Mm-hmm. If you like the outback, if you really like the outback, and go up Menindee, so it's it's really good. Only thing about Broken Hill, I'll say, is. It's a fair way away from the city. That's the only thing. If you, you know, if you have to go to Adelaide, or that's how close. That's 321 miles. But anything else, it's it's 
really good. It's hard to say. It's, you walk down the street, people talk to you, and it's a clean little city, mm. you know, and we had our ups and downs with the drought, but it uh, looks like it's getting a bit better now. And besides that, it's really, really good. Yeah, people are good. Broken Hill is really good. And Wayne's right. People definitely do chat. You're listening to Relocation, and I'm out on the balcony at the Palace Hotel in Broken Hill. Wayne's perspective also aligns with that of Keith's. Keith would have been in his 80s, and he's lived here most of his life. I started by asking when he first moved to Broken Hill. Uh, since 1956. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a fair stint. Yeah. And have you been here the whole time, since 1956? Yeah, uh, full-time, except a couple of years away working, that's all, yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me... It's a, it's, a, it's a good stretch. What is it about the city that, that's kept you here and that, um, yeah, that, that you've, that you've um, really enjoyed about living in the city over that time? I just settled into the way of life here, that's all. Easy going. Mm-hmm. Do the same thing. Got me third triangle, club, work and home. Yeah. That's my triangle. That's, don't break it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a pretty good combination. Keith has made Broken Hill work for him. He's found the contentedness that a lot of people in the major cities spend thousands of dollars on mindfulness courses to achieve. I think Broken Hill suits people very well when they're prepared to accept a relative quietness. That's something which Jonathan and Janine also reflect on. Jonathan, who you'll hear from first, is born and bred in Broken Hill and, like so many residents, has had to work through his fair share of temptations of moving to one of the bigger cities. Yeah, look, because also we're all part of a family business in Broken Hill, mm-hmm. so that's... What, what do you do? Um, actually, I own a full drive shop in Broken Hill, so, yeah, for setting up vehicles for touring, uh, all that sort of stuff, campus. So we actually do see quite a lot of travellers. And the same thing, you, you get people that have come to Broken Hill, they've stayed, they've moved away, they've retired, and they actually come back. Mm-hmm. So you, you've still got that aspect of where people are coming back to Broken Hill. Yeah. So it's just that town that everybody loves. Yeah. But yeah, look, as for, like you say, the, uh, people in their 20s, the opportunity in Broken Hill for kids like that depends what avenue they want to go down in lifestyle or jobs. It is very far and few between here in Broken Hill. So they go away to uni. A lot of them still come back. But yeah, it's sort of a town that, People laugh. Yeah, it's it's a very family focused community. Yeah, there's so many different generations, mm. and they all sort of run their own businesses. Whether they work on the property or they own a business in town, you'll find that there's different generations that will just either stick with the the family business, or they'll go to Adelaide or Melbourne to further educate themselves, um, going through uni, and then make that ultimate decision whether they want to come back and apply what they've learnt here and try and create a business of their own here or stay in the cities. That was Jonathan and Janine reflecting on the pros and cons of staying and going from Broken Hill. You're listening to Relocation, a podcast about people, places and ideas. I'm Evan Wallace. For younger people in Broken Hill, the question of leaving town is a reality that's felt much more acutely. Mary and Bree are both in their 20s and they've grappled, along with their friends, about whether they should stay in this oasis in the desert, as Bree described Broken Hill earlier. Here's a little snippet about what it was like to grow up in Broken Hill and their perspective on staying in this part of the world. 
everybody knows everyone in town as well you know it's it, it it's it's a blessing and it's not a blessing at the same time it is hard um you always have an aunt being like oh, i saw you with this person or like with that person yeah, or i saw you doing this <laughs> or you know like parents telling on each other's parents and oh sorry kids and yeah um you can really hide yeah it's not a lot mm-hmm. of hiding <laughs> it's very true tell, tell me for the two of you have you seen a lot of your friends leave Broken Hill over like since you finished yeah, school especially once we finished school everyone left and then I think most people come back slowly in waves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's it there's a lot of um, you know influx of people and then there's a lot of you know people leave and there's a lot of high turnover like of people there's always a new face in town and but it's nice because you get to know these people so well and then when they do leave, you know, you're always visiting other people in different towns where they, you know, where they go and, um, you, yeah, you get a lot of people that do come from the city that do live here and I think it's it's a good chance to actually really see the outback in its mm. true colours, I guess. Mm. It really is an experience. Broken Hill is an experience, yeah. to say the least. One question that I really want to ask is, what's kept the two of you here? If so many people have moved, what's been the big draw card to staying in Broken Hill? Work. Work? Yeah, working. Yeah. yeah, and you two were saying before that you work at the hospital? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, yep. what's, life at the hosp- what's life at the hospital like? Uh, I, I genuinely love the hospital here. I've worked in a tertiary hospital as well, so I've worked in a big city hospital, and I've worked in, obviously, the small town Broken Hill Hospital, and... I, I just love the way that, it, same thing, everyone knows everybody, everyone's in the same boat, you know. Um, there's always issues in hospitals as there is in every hospital, but I think the fact that we all stick together and, um, yeah, we're all in the same boat and it's, it's a nice it's a nice, um, nice little hospital, I think. It's quite big, but it's also small at the same time. That was Mary and Bree reflecting on what's kept them in Broken Hill. For other young people, it's not such an easy experience. This was definitely the case for 21-year-old Marsha, who's been in Broken Hill her whole life. I came across Marsha sitting in Sturt Park with her sister's lovely little dog, Zeus. Normally on relocation, when I ask someone to describe their city, they generally paint a very positive picture. Marsha's take was far more sombre. It's pretty boring, not much to do. It's a nice weather though. It's Good in summer, nice hot days. It gets pretty hot, 40 degrees sometimes. Oh, um, wow. Winter's all right too. It rains a lot in winter, so... That's Marsha. After talking a bit about the weather and nature surrounding Broken Hill, I was keen to return the conversation to some of those challenges that she talked about. I asked her about her hopes and plans. Um, you mentioned that it been tricky a little here and there on the on the employment front has, has that been something which which you found that's been challenging to to find work that, that that you've wanted to do here well yeah I was thinking about last year I was thinking about trying to get a transfer to one of the cities uh, across maybe Madura or something but since this year the job load has worked up um, opened up heaps so thinking about staying and trying to get a job here again mm-hmm. What would, you, what would you like to be doing? Um, well, I still want to go back to uni and do uni. I want to be a doctor. So just at the moment, just trying to keep my time busy and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 What do you think are some of the biggest challenges that 
people face in Broken Hill and some of the biggest challenges that the, the city's facing? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Probably it's been all right lately, I reckon, in Broken Hill. Used to have some lots of issues with drugs and alcohol and stuff, but yeah, it's been a bit better lately. Yeah. Do you think that's been a deliberate thing or has it been something which has sort of happened more sort of um, as a result of maybe changed behaviour during COVID-19? What's what's your take? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Since COVID-19, it's been like, yeah, quiet, a lot more quieter in Broken Hill, a lot more nicer, yeah. Yeah. The streets are a lot more prettier, I reckon, I know. Yeah. Um, and tell me for for your for your mates um, in Broken Hill, I was chatting with a um, couple of other people um, about, um, yeah, also, also in their 20s before, and they were saying one thing that they've seen is a lot of their friends have left in the city. Um, is that something that you've seen too? Yeah, a lot of people I know have moved out of Broken Hill now, so... Yeah, hopefully I'll get to move away in the next couple of years. Yeah. I really hope Marsha is able to leave Broken Hill. She's had to endure a lot. You're listening to Relocation. Keith, who we heard from earlier, has seen all of these challenges in the 60 plus years that he's been in Broken Hill. Here's how he responded when I asked him how the city has changed. Oh, lots. Lots of different things and gone up and going down and shops moved in and shops moved out and mm. at the moment they're all moving out for the look of things yeah. population's down of course yeah yeah what um what brought you to broken hill originally family the father was here working on the mines and we whole family moved to broken hill and mm-hmm. been here ever since the ones that are left were you working in the mines as well only for a couple of months yeah australia post i worked for okay excellent how how did you enjoy that yeah, that's all right. I'm wearing out a bit now, though. Still going. <laughs> yeah. Like Keith, Margaret is another person who's still going. She'll be 80 next year and is incredibly sprightly and active in coordinating and restoring the synagogue of the Outback. She's incredibly passionate about Broken Hill, which she returned to in 2002 after living in far more cities than most Australians. She's able to give an excellent sense of the history of mining and how the city has navigated diversity. Um, for all the listeners out there, Broken Hill does have that famous connection with mining. I'm just wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about the history of mining within the community and, and then also what sort of changes you've seen um, in terms of the connection between the city and, and, and the mining industry over the years as well too. The mining here started in 1883 with Charles Rass finding what he thought was tin, but it turned out to be silver. Um and the people started flooding here. And what I find interesting is our town design is designed on the line of load Mm. where the mining is. So from North Broken Hill out past Zinc, MBHC, uh, the buildings and the streets were built appropriately. And it's a little bit different to another town. Mm. So in this building, south, north, east, west, absolute square. And in other towns would be facing a different angle. I noticed each time I come back, the mining community was getting smaller because machinery was getting bigger. At the present moment, 
A lot of the machinery is computer controlled. We did have 400 men working, 70 have been put off in this last month gone. Mm. And I do believe some more are in the line of getting laid off. But the mines don't need them because of the machinery and the computers that run it. Mm. And that's a bit sad. But then we have a, a big community that looks after the elderly, mm-hmm. Aboriginal, mm-hmm. and um, needing teachers and dentists and schools to look after them. And I don't see Broken Hill closing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in Broken Hill say, oh, when the mines close, we'll all be gone. But in 1962, we were told the mines were going to close and they're still there. Mm-hmm. So I can't see them closing. I can see the number of people getting smaller, but then a lot might retire here mm-hmm. and then they need services. So the town's young people have always got a job yeah. somewhere. That's Margaret. If you're interested in hearing the full version of that interview, including the history of the Jewish community in Broken Hill, I'll upload the whole interview on my website, evanwellerstalks.com. Another interview that you won't want to miss is with Wayne Williams. Here's a little bit more of Wayne's story. Well, my journey was I left school at 14. Mm-hmm. I done a trade in butchering. From there, I went to the mines, uh, the Zinc Corporation it was called then. Then I went on a garbage truck driver for the city council for 34 years, and I've just retired. And uh, that's, that's about it. And now I'm... In my retirement, I'm, I'm an artist and uh, I do a fair bit of artwork. That's local artist Wayne Williams, who specialises in lead drawings. Here's Wayne on how he's seen the city change and how the heart of the city just keeps beating. With such a great, strong connection with Broken Hill, I'm curious, how have you seen the city change over the years? Before we started the interview, mm. you were telling me that the population of Broken Hill has, has um, shrunk considerably. Yeah. Um, and that must have had a big impact. Um, but can you give me a sense of those changes that you've seen in the city Yeah, since, um, since you were a kid? Well, really, there's, instead of having three uh, swimming pools, we've got one big one, but there's little ones on the side of it, you know, 25-metre ones. But not a real lot of difference, really. There's... there's Still, you've still got the main street and you've still got the same roads, the same, all the streets are the same because you've gone from 30,000 to 15, doesn't mean everybody goes to a smaller place. You've still got the area as 32,000 people. Mm-hmm. So everything doesn't really change that much except it's quieter. Mm-hmm. You know, really, you think of, you get down Arden Street 40 years ago, it's the same today. You do what I mean? It's just, so it doesn't really change that much. It's only in people itself. What about what about the people? How how would you say, you know, perhaps the approach of someone from from Broken Hill or Broken Hill locals has changed over those years? Oh yeah, you get a lot of flying fly out miners now too, mm. and there's a lot of people who live here now. They come here. A gentleman across the road, he came here. He's a he's a policeman, and he came here for a job and. He's still there. He loves it. You do what I mean? Because he loves going out bush and taking his kids out bush and having a bushfire and all that out bush. And that's what it's about. You can't do that in a city. Yeah. You know, and that's what it is. But, but overall, I don't see a really big difference in it. It's still got parks here. Mm-hmm. still got everything's the same, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. what the problem with the council's got is they still got to maintain 
a 32,000 population city mm. when you only got 15,000 people. You do what I mean? So mm. all them streets and all that, when it was big, you still got to maintain them. You haven't got the money coming in to do it. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the way it is. But it's, they still get away with it, so it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And just finally, for someone who might be visiting Broken Hill for the first time, besides from visiting your great studio here, what else would you recommend that they do when they're, when they're in Broken Hill? Uh, well, we go around the art galleries, you go to the clubs. The clubs are good, good, good feeds. The uh, BHP is a new pub just opened up in Arden Street and they spent a lot of money. That's very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. You know, so when going back 30 40 years ago there's probably 30 pubs here but now there's not but you still got your four clubs and 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 uh, bhp that's broken all pub that's mm-hmm. not the bhp mine and uh they've built this new uh pub on the corner of arden street and oxide absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. so people still think there's investment in broken hill which there is you know there's a couple of nice places getting done up and that's what it's about isn't it really you know if you're contented to have a quiet life and a good life, come to Broken Hill. <laughs> <laughs> On that great note, thanks very much for chatting with me, Wayne. Thank you. <laughs> thanks a lot. You're listening to Relocation. That was Wayne Williams talking about how Broken Hill keeps proving the naysayers wrong and his affection for the city. Janine, who we heard from earlier, is someone that has only recently relocated to Broken Hill from Sydney. She's also become one of the city's biggest fans. She has a great take on what it's like to be at the frontier. Well, it's a very close-knit community. Um, they're very passionate about, um, you know, driving, trying to... Well, obviously, the mines is a big component to Broken Hill. Um, and then tourism and hospitality is the second sort of um, income stream and um, economy booster for, for the region. So I think it's just... The fact that Broken Hill work closely together, um, you know, they're very passionate people and, you know, there's so many different layers to Broken Hill, like whether you're into the arts, you'll find that there's like 80 galleries around Broken Hill. Um, there's eateries, there's, um, oh, there's, you know, the wildlife, you, know, you drive 10 kilometres out of town and you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. In town, you feel like you're just in town, you could, there's lots of different resources, um, yeah, I think it's just, yeah, it's a different different place to other places I've been to, that's for sure. That was former Sydney cider Janine talking about what's drawn her to this part of the world. You're listening to Relocation, where I'm recording this podcast from the balcony of the Palace Hotel, looking over to the Miners Memorial and Argent Street on my last day in the Silver City. It would have been possible to do this whole podcast on the connection between Broken Hill and isolation. But that's a theme for the next edition, as we venture up to Burke. But here's Bree again, with a brief reminder on how that sense of distance always permeates. That's definitely one thing, is I miss having the accessibility to anything and everything, you know, that you do get in the cities and the bigger towns and stuff. Um, We are very isolated out here. And you know, it's got its perks, but it also, has its challenges as well, I think. That's that's a tough one, yeah. That was Bree on relocation. As we draw to the end of this edition, I thought it would be worthwhile to hear a story of what it's like to return to Broken Hill. This is something that Helen reflected on as she looked at her experiences 
moving back from Adelaide, the South Australian capital of one million people, back to Broken Hill. I met Helen sitting outside one of the cafes on Argent Street with her good friend Coral. I left year after I got married. Uh, went to Adelaide and said I'd never come back to live. It was always home, but never come back to live. Mm. Not been back about 40 years. Oh, <laughs> wow. And to go back to Adelaide and live now, no thank you. Yeah. I'm a country girl at heart. No, I've settled back in here very well. And as Coral said, people are friendly and everybody base. Even if you don't know them personally, you know their faces and you acknowledge one another. And yeah. No. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always interested in contrast between places and particularly when someone spent a bit of time in a regional city and then also in one of the major cities as well too. For some of the listeners out there, especially international listeners out there, so I think by the time that they've tuned into their podcast that they know that Broken Hill is a, and it's quite geographically isolated, but it's, a, it's still a significant city. No question about that in terms of its size and the role it plays. And I'm just wondering for listeners out there who aren't all that familiar with Australia, how you might describe the difference between a, a bigger city like Adelaide and Broken Hill? Beaches. Oh, well, I'm not a beach person, you are. Well, to a degree, I always found Adelaide friendly. Yeah. I always had good neighbours that were friends and... Um, when my son was little and we'd catch the bus into the city or something, he'd always say, oh, mum, you can't even catch a bus without mm-hmm. catching a friend. So I never really felt isolated in the city, but mm. I think now it's just grown so much and so much busier than when I left it. Mm. I go back regularly because I've got my sister and family down there, but to go back to live, it's too much hustle and bustle and I like the slower pace here. That was Helen speaking to me on relocation. If you can accept the slower pace and the openness and friendliness of the residents that I hope has come through on this podcast makes Broken Hill a wonderful place to be. This is something that Tracy, who put the call out to listeners to check out Broken Hill for themselves, labelled as her favourite thing about the Silver City. Uh, everybody talks to you. Um, I mean, there's good and bad in every town, so, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't live anywhere else. People have definitely talked to me on this most remote edition of Relocation to date. And I've loved every bit of it. For a city that sits out in the desert, I've found Broken Hill to be the most open place that I've visited in Australia. It's truly worth spending time here. If you're in Broken Hill, you should make sure that you not only absorb the incredible vast landscapes, but the stories of people like Margaret who are keeping the spirit of the outback alive. Broken Hill was where I was born. I was uh, schooled, I worked, I married and had my first three children here and my father lived here till he turned 100. Mm -hmm. So I think the broad open spaces, the skies, the land is something that helped bring me back to Broken Hill. You've been listening to Relocation, a podcast about people, places and ideas and how location connects the three. On this edition, we took a closer look at Broken Hill. I'll be uploading more interviews on my website, evanwallacetalks.com, over the next week. I'm Evan Wallace, and I'll see you somewhere in the world next time.